Last time on Odyssey. Suspecting that Mr. Dwight, the owner of the rehab, had kidnapped Thorne, the band members made their way into the facility. In the industrial laundry room, they discovered a tunnel hidden inside one of the dryers. You open it, and inside is not like the normal sort of tumbling basin or anything. Inside is a, a tube with a ladder at the end that starts to go downward. They went down and found themselves wandering the corridors of the cruise ship. Some of the tunnels were guarded by clusters of flying candle votives, which were set up as proximity mines and exploded when fired upon. You hit this thing and it explodes. And um, you're, you were far enough away from it that it didn't like cause you any damage, but this like, you know, just blinding bright light and uh, huge just like um, hot sort of uh, concussion heads towards you. They found an unconscious man farther in who claimed to have passed out after being offered some of the half-flat, half-shrink pills at the rehab. We just came down from, from being that, that stuff. The uh, We were shrunken flat, like, and uh, it messed Twin up real bad. I don't know where he is. Uh, I'm kind of messed up, too. Wait, you're shrunk? Did you turn into one of those tattoo things? It, it, it's, it was real weird. I, I don't even remember most of it. Like, oh my god. Down another corridor, they encountered the room where the drugs were being made. MO5 mysteriously showed up and turned out to be an imposter. You um, miss with the gun, but you uh, zap him with the stun gun. And um, you see like uh, all of the sort of digital pixels on his um, light bulb face start like going all crazy. And uh, it's like a deep fried meme. And then um, <laughs> his, uh, <laughs> and then his uh, light bulb face just like pops and the, the bulb bursts. Charlie hacked into the cruise ship computer system again, where she broadcast video footage of everything Dwight had going on in his drug labs to every screen on board for all the public to see. Fuck you, Dwight! I'm gonna burn all your shit, dickhead! Waiting for you! Bring fucking Thorn to you, piece of shit! And she'll turn it off. Finally, the group found surveillance footage revealing a room that had what appeared to be Thorn with a bag over his head. Uh, one of them is of a room that's mostly dark, but with a spotlight in a central area. And mm -hmm. um, in the middle of that spotlight is a chair with somebody um, wearing cargo shorts, duct taped uh, to it with a bag over their head. And uh, as you like leave the computer room and are like uh, darting across the, the drug manufacturing room, um, we'll leave off with the unseen to you guys camera like zooming in towards the picture on the screen and so he takes a big case um next to thorn and opens it up and uh, the opening of the case reveals the insignia for the floridians ladies and gentlemen the aldrins
Hey everyone, this episode's gonna start out a little different. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna have them play the B characters, MO5, Starlet, and uh, Jeeves. And yes, it is gonna be weird that the pilot that is stuck on board the ship is going to be a playable character for at least a portion of this episode. And we're gonna have them roll for it as soon as Brian starts like dumping out the contents of a trash can over on his end of- <laughs> I'm studying also, this intro. Just ignore that Thorin is tied up and at the mercy of somebody. We're gonna go and do sh some shenanigans as other people <laughs> for a while. Yeah. Well, they don't know exactly what's going on with Thorin. They do know that he's missing, and um, you know that, and that the heroes, your main characters, have gone to save them with a bunch of guns. Oh wait, I can't be Scarfleck. Well, no. Like we had legit just uh, saw the video at the end of the last episode with yeah. Thorn in Tied the room up. and we were like right about to go and infiltrate. Well <laughs> like no, it ended up basically had. a cliffhanger. Charlotte and MO5 and Jeeves didn't see that video. Oh I know. I'm just Oh okay. I was making uh, a right. joke about it ending on a cliffhanger and then us yeah. opening on something not related to the cliffhanger whatsoever. If you notice, I always do that. <laughs> Anytime there's some sort of cliffhanger, I like jump to something completely different, like the, like the time when you were shredding up sheets and wanted to, um, you know, hang your PC. <laughs> <laughs> you are a bastard. Okay, so what we're gonna do? I'm capable of feeling sexual stimulation. <laughs> you'll, um, you'll all three roll like a d10. And then um, the highest number of you three will get MO5. The middle number will be Jeeves, and the lowest number will be Starlet. Of course, you have to pick the D10. It's the worst fucking dice. No, I could have picked a D4, and like we'd spend half the episode waiting for Tim to pick one up. <laughs> I'm going to roll a percentage dice. Yes, Brian, that is a D10. It's a D by tens. I got a ten. But it's by this percentage dice, so it's a one. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, you're you're Starlet and um, Tim or Kim. What did you get? Five. A five. So you will be Jeeves, and uh, Tim will be Mo Five. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be this is going to be amazing. Can you do Jeeves' voice for me, real quick? Um, Jeeves is. Uh, it's just Chris being positive. <laughs> yeah, it's just me being positive and saying sir a lot. <laughs> or in some cases, ma'am, when it's appropriate. Always happy to help, sir. They're there, sir. They're there. Right, I can be a, a robot. They're there, sir. <laughs> never, no, never go below this range. <laughs> so I speak in Brian's normal voice then. Wow. That's, actually, that's actually super accurate. <laughs> Except Jeeves has much less a pathetic love life. <laughs> Robots getting it on. I mean, oh, he's always right. interfacing with the vehicle, right? Uh, yeah, pretty much. He's like always just like at the driver's seat. There is like a sort of mechanical suit <laughs> that the <laughs> that the bus provides for him to like walk around the ship, and then he can walk around outside of it, but only for a certain, you know. Oh, um, wow. So he really place. didn't want to hang with James Lamb ever. Nope. Okay. Yeah, every time. The, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Like, uh, I, Brian doesn't take personal offense to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
I mean, just because it, you know, mirrors reality doesn't mean that, like... No, it didn't hurt my feelings at all. Okay. (laughs) I'm cool. (laughs) As long as we could, you know, help you work these things out, you know, in front of an audience of tens of people, then it's great. So, you guys are back on the the Space Shuttle Challenger, and uh, your friends left um, about, uh, let's say about two hours ago. And uh, what are you guys doing to fill the time? Well, you gave me the girl with no personality, so... (laughs) Well, I will give you one thing. She is quite hungover. Um. Hungover. What did she... Oh, this is after the band party? Yeah, this is after the performance, so she's also kind of coming out of her shell, too. On alcohol? Well, she's hungover and, but, like, you know, from the performance of her getting up on stage, she, like, you know, kind of awakened in herself more of a, a personality rather than just being timid if you noticed if you pay attention to the podcast that no, you listen to multiple no, times while you're no, editing no no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> i swear I brian just I. must be an actual robot and he just edits <laughs> these things seeing the ones and zeros like the matrix and doesn't pay attention to anything that's actually happening right when i discovered it was uh Never mind. <laughs> when I discovered that if I put my pee-pee in the jets in the hot tub, <laughs> it would throw up after a while. <laughs> after a while, my dad told me that I wasn't allowed to go in the hot tub anymore. <laughs> Can we please fucking start? <laughs> the jet water is stored in the balls. <laughs> Um, Hurry up, Kim. Save me from more incel jokes. I... (laughs) (laughs) I think I hear Starlet stirring. We should give her a proper breakfast. Good idea! Oh my gosh, this is going so well. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you guys uh, start cooking breakfast in the uh, little kitchenette portion of this uh, space shuttle. By the way, everything in this thing is uh, wood grain. It's very 70s-ish. I mean, obviously. What else would you yep. have in your Challenger space shuttle? Yep. Has to be. Maybe she would like some soothing music to wake her up. Which button are you going to press? Like, the? are you going to choose the music or just push whatever's on? MO5, do you know what her favorite song is? No! I press a random button for music. All right. You know what, Chris? You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. (laughs) This will go somewhere. Just trust me. We got to have a a little bit of, you know, we got to put the ingredients in before the the soup, you know, boils down. I'll have faith in our captain. Trust me. By the end of this, you'll all be standing up on your desks and, you know, reciting (laughs) poetry here. They don't really recite poetry. It's just saying, oh, captain, my captain. But, you know, whatever. It's a one. What do I play? <laughs> you... Okay, so um, it's basically 10-hour loop of John Bonham drum solo, like, at the loudest it can possibly go. And so, um, Starlet, I'm going to need you to, to roll for... Um, so that would be a uh, bigger roll. Well, I got a one. 
So, uh, yeah, you don't even have enough time to, to get to the toilet. You just instantly start vomiting, and your vomit <laughs> is... Your vomit is uh, sparkly rainbow-colored. <laughs> what goes on in my digestive system? <laughs> Holy shit. You don't know. <clears throat> and because of what you were drinking, <laughs> there's a wind in here for some reason. <laughs> it looks like a unicorn's holding pen in here. Where am I? I don't know. I'm so thirsty. I made you this drink. Here. James likes this after he has been out drinking. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like eggs and Tabasco sauce and tomato oyster. juice. <laughs> yeah. oh, a, a, oh, a bloody prairie oyster. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Uh, I'm writing that down. <laughs> You know, once in a campaign, I gotta write something down. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, uh, uh, a little bit of Sprite or, like, seltzer water or something. It's not a prairie oyster, it's a merry oyster. I'm not writing that down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna look at it, I'm just gonna groggily start trying to wipe myself off with a towel as I say, thank you, and then I'm gonna take a drink. That's a little bit refreshing. <laughs> I feel like I need to roll vigor for that, too. <laughs> okay, roll another vigor, then. Four. All right, yeah, you you do recover. That, and you recover, recover actually quite well. You're surprised that that uh, calms your stomach as fast as it does. And it, it gives you just the slightest of a newfound respect for James. <laughs> I don't want to know what was in that. And I won't tell you. I think it's doing the trick. Oh. Oh, yeah. James swears by them. James swears a lot. <laughs> Raw eggs put you at risk for salmonella. <laughs> you hear that, Eric? Are you listening? What, is Eric in here? No. He's oh. probably... Yeah, he, I hope he listens oh, to Oh, you meant show. when he hears this, like, later. I forgot that people actually listen to the show. <laughs> Tens of people, Chris. Tens! Tens of people. <laughs> there are dozens of us. <laughs> I feel like this is this is kind of how we start every arc, where we don't know our characters, so we just make stupid, out-of-character jokes <laughs> nervously. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Once we get to episode four of us doing these B characters, we'll have it down. Uh, it it probably only be this time, unless oh. there there come, becomes a reason to to do it again later and stuff like that. But now, now we're gonna grow attached to him. Yeah. No, the funny thing is, if you would just shut up and do your fucking part, we wouldn't be so awkward right now. <laughs> so, uh, Jeeves, roll the notice checks for me. I'll actually give you a plus two for this, because um, it's something you'll see. Ten, altogether. All right, you notice a, a flashing in the, um, on the dash in the bridge of the, of the starship here, and um, you know that it requires your attention. Excuse me, Starlet, I'm going to go take care of that flashing light. Enjoy your breakfast. I'm 
gonna go change my clothes. Oh, okay. I can check out the flashing light. <laughs> All right, and um, <clears throat> you get into the onto the bridge, and you notice that uh, the ship is getting scanned. Hmm. It appears to be coming from uh, outside the ship. While you guys are in the the bay dock here. I hope they are friends. I love new friends. <laughs> you sound like the barber. <laughs> Fillmore's crossing. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I think they are scanning us to see where we are from. Should we go out and check? Well, maybe you should. MO5? No! Would you rather go together? No! <laughs> <laughs> You're normally a lot more agreeable than this. <laughs> Fair! <laughs> can I do a, like a scan back of some form is there like a you sure can um, roll for I would say piloting since it's a ship function that's a 7 alright so yeah you scan back and you see that it's coming from um, inside the bay that you guys are located in and it's roughly around 90 feet away on the northwestern side. The scan is coming from within. I think we could go find it. And I did say within the bay, not within the ship. Just so you know. Well, can't. how far can I go away from the ship? Oh, uh, yeah, you, you probably wouldn't get all the way out to it. Like, you can get far enough far. to, like, unload certain, you know, compartments within the ship and stuff, but you start to lose power if you go too far away on your suit. But you can... You're puck thing can be carried further than that. Okay. MO5, I need you to take this. And then I will point to where the puck is in the suit. It's where your head gets projected out of. So it just so sits on neck, top of the basically. suit? <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I'm pointing at my head. Take my head! <laughs> <laughs> take my head, please! <laughs> I do that? Alright. <laughs> As you do, the, the suit um, automatically starts to walk back and sit into the captain's chair, and it folds back in, and the seat cushions sort of, you know, cover it back up. Wait, hold on a second. I'm surprised we're playing G's. For some reason, I had it in my head we were playing Thorn. Where is Thorn? Dude, <laughs> are you serious? Wow. <laughs> no, just goofing around. <laughs> it's sad that we can never tell if you're goofing <laughs> with stuff like that. <laughs> Of course I know where Thorn is. He's not goofing. That's the fucking uh, <laughs> point. Well, we literally talked about it maybe 15 minutes ago. That's how I know he's not goofing. That's 100% how I know he's not goofing. Okay, so yeah, I, I point to my, my neck and have MO5 take the puck. Starlet, we are going to go see who is scanning our ship. Would you like to come with us? Ma'am. Um, yeah, hold on. And I will uh, have, I'll be like buttoning up the top buttons of my shirt as I come out and brush my hair back and I'll have washed. All right. I assume you're not wearing the gimp suit with the, um, the fringy tassels and stuff anymore. I'm going to steal some of Allison's clothes. Okay. <laughs> Allison doesn't care. Oh, okay. Excellent. Let's go. All right. You guys, uh, the compartment opens on the side and, um, 
it actually opens out onto the east side, so like you'll have to kind of walk around the ship to get to where you can see what's what's doing it. And as you walk around the, are you going to go around the north side or the south side of the ship? Basically, by the nose or by the tail of the ship. I'm carrying Jeeves wherever Jeeves wants me to go. And I'm following. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No one wants to make decisions. <laughs> We're all following each other. Can we go underneath the ship? <laughs> um, MO5, please climb over the ship. <laughs> we'll go around the nose. Okay, so uh, you go around the nose and then roll me and notice, all three of you. I assume you do that... Uh, the three stooges kind of look around the corner kind of thing, but like the last one is just MO5 moving his hand with holding the, the head. <laughs> it's a five. I got a two. I uh, got a two as well. Okay. So, um, Jeeves, you notice uh, a strange figure in a, a white suit with like a glass dome over their head, and they're like crouching over like a, a small metal box with like a sort of dish-like antenna coming out of it. And the dish is pointed at the ship. Hello! Um, when you say that, this figure uh, kind of, you see its shoulders move slightly to orient the, the glass dome on its head um, towards you guys. And you can't really see through it. It's very reflective on the outside of it. So um, you just, you know, you get the idea that it's probably looking back at you. MO5, I can't see. You're holding Jeeves right in front of my face. Hi there! I'm MO5! This is Jeeves! Are you approaching the figure? Absolutely. Alright, as you three walk up, um, it, you know, stands up and, and looks towards you. Would you like a hug? <laughs> if you start, like, moving towards it with your arms out like you're about to hug it, it starts, um stepping backwards and putting its hands kind of out in front of him, like, and, uh, no, don't do that to me gesture. MO5, please do not smash me into this person. Perhaps the problem is that they've been in that suit and have not felt the warm touch of a robot. <laughs> <laughs> um, as you get close enough for, like, you know, kind of normal talking distance, um, you hear, like, what sounds like the kind of speaker from, um, like the kind of speaker from the drive-thru at the McDonald's you used to work at, Starlet. And you hear a voice um, that, you know, kind of sounds a little bit uh, crackly through the speaker, but you can't understand any of the words it's saying. In fact, none of you do. Um, would I have some kind of universal translator? You sure do. You have all had that either implanted or programmed into you. And we still can't understand. Nope. I'm sorry. Sir, I do not understand the words you are using. Do you speak another language? It just, like, you can't see the expression of what's going on inside the helmet, but, like, you see, like, a slight, you know, motion through the shoulders that you would guess they're probably shaking their head now. Maybe their voice box is malfunctioning. I know we had that issue back at McDonald's once, and we had to hire someone to fix it. Yeah, it, it continues to, to speak at you, just like you guys are speaking back at it, and, like, it's just this awkward moment of nobody understanding each other. I know that sometimes we had to go outside and give it a hefty slap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Is that what you're going to do, Starlet? I was hoping MO5 would. <laughs> I don't have hands at the moment. <laughs> All right, I'll go smack it. 
So, um, when you do, uh, I guess roll, roll fighting real quick. Four my, oh, that's a popcorn. No, that's my D6. Four minus two. Okay. Yeah, you, you go to, um, smack it and you just, like, swatch your, your hand away. Not, like, super forcefully, but, like, you know, just with enough force to make you not hit him. And, um, and then he kind of takes another step back and you hear a bunch of, um, sort of, gobbledygook from the speaker of this person talking to you and uh then they gesture um you know down towards the box that they were looking at and then up at the ship i love charades (laughs) i am the driver do i have arms in this particular from the puck you can project yourself as a as a like fully formed body that's just really tiny rather than just the head Okay, I do that. Oh, okay. And then I, like, start gesturing, so, like, I will, like, exaggeratedly point at my chest and then do the steering wheel motion, even though that's not how you fly a spaceship. <laughs> I think that is, actually. I think that's what Chris said. <laughs> that's how he flies his limo, anyway. Yeah. Steering wheel motion, and then I point at the ship. Um, I... I'm the one who drives the space shuttle, sir. It looks back at you and it does like the okay symbol. And then um, roll common knowledge for me to see if you would you would pick that up. Because uh, like we haven't established if a gesture like that has made it to the galaxy that you're in or not. It's a three then. Okay, so um, you see this gesture, and at least it comes across as some sort of goodwill gesture, but it, it doesn't quite come through that he completely understands you. Um, but then he like points to a patch on his shoulder, and then points over to the, the ship itself. And the patch like is this uh, red these red symbols that kind of connect into each other. And um, then he, you know, the spot where he's pointing at the ship also has the same symbols. E pluribus anus. And and they're kind of, uh, they're kind of, you know, grungy and there's like, you know, all sorts of carbon scoring and, and space grime and stuff like that. But you can still definitely see the, the faded paint of, um, of these symbols on the side of the ship. You have same, and I'll like draw in the air the symbol, as my ship and I point to the ship um, and then he gives a thumbs up which um, I think we have done a thumbs up on the show before so I'll go ahead and give you that one as a freebie so that you understand that that seems correct and then uh, you hear him talking through a speaker again and it's a lot of you know kind of um, muffled stuff and then you hear um, out of out of the whole speech what it sounds like uh, they were saying you hear the names um, James Lamb Allison Taylor and Captain Charlotte Greenman and then a couple more words of stuff you don't understand I'm confused so I thought we couldn't understand him because it was too crackly bad audio but you're saying it's no actually... you you don't understand what the words are oh I shouldn't have slapped him then <laughs> I don't think you did <laughs> Fair. he stopped you <laughs> oh were you at the concert last night yeah, there's just um, nothing he says there. Uh, I turn to my compatriots. How do you think he knows them? I don't know, ma'am. Do you work at Kinky's? <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I don't think he understands your words. Ma'am, maybe we can draw symbols. So he reaches down into a, a little box that was by the, the bigger sort of, you know, satellite dish thing. And out of the box, he um, grabs out. It, it's been like uh, laminated, but they're uh, pictures of um, Charlotte Greenman, James Lamb, and Allison Taylor from um, back when they were on Earth. And he holds the pictures up and he points to them and then he points to himself and he then points back to them. That is a picture of James from when we very first met. How did you get that picture? Sir? <laughs> <laughs> and then um, he just stands there and he, he again repeats the, the motion of pointing to himself. And then he does like a kind of fingers walking gesture with his hands, which barely even looks like anything, any kind of gesture because of how big the gloves are. But it uh -huh. does this kind of walking motion and then points back at the pictures. You, I will be pointing, walked with my fingers with them. <laughs> and then I will do play with the guitar and go, did you play too? <laughs> And then put my hands up in a shrug gesture. He mainly focuses on the part where you repeated the gesture that he did. And so then he gives another thumbs up. Do you want us to follow you somewhere? <laughs> and he stands there with the pictures. And he kind of does this shrugging motion. And then points at himself. And then the walking gesture. And then points at the picture. And then starts takes a step towards you guys. Oh. I don't know if I will try and hug him then, because obviously <laughs> if he's coming cl closer, he wants a hug. I don't think he's going to resist at this point. I don't think he feels threatened by you guys anymore. All right. There! Isn't that better? <laughs> Roll a, um, a percentile die to see how many seconds you hold on to this hug. <laughs> I mean, it's MO5. I don't think that we even need to roll. Like, it's going to be until he starts forcing his way out. Okay. So, yeah, th this hug, like, becomes really long. And you can tell just by the movement of the suit that he's, like, looking at, at you, Starlet. And um, then he kind of, like, just looks like he's kind of looking behind him and then looking around to see if anybody else is, like, watching this. And then he's going to, you know, kind of step away and try to get out of the embrace. There! Wasn't that better? And then he uh, goes again, you know, points to himself, walking motion to the pictures. And then points to you guys, like kind of does a wide point to all of you, and then walking, and then pictures. I feel like he wants to take us to them or something. Do either of you know where they are? They went to New Horizons! Maybe we should take this man to see them. Interesting. You're right. He might want us to take him there. It's a good place to look as any, I suppose. Maybe they will understand what he is saying. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, you start leaving the, the shuttle bay here. And um, you get to, like, the, the main street. And um, as you do, you see uh, Randy Pound, like, you know, just walking around. And he goes... Oh, hey there. Love the show last night, Starlet. <laughs> I'll kind of blush and push my hair back behind my ear and say, <clears throat> Thanks. I haven't ever really performed on stage before. Well, it was great. Keep up the good work, you know? 
And hey, don't forget to tell your manager to to get to me and and um oh shit, what was the other guy's name? Um, Peter. We'll get those parkas made up nice, you know. Right. While like he's kind of um, distracting you guys, you all of a sudden notice that all the TV screens in the area all of a sudden switch to um, static, and then they all go to um, to a picture of Charlotte. Dwight Wallace is a fraud he has been making and dealing drugs while keeping up a front of a rehab facility if you see dwight wallace let him know how you feel about liars and cheaters and people who steal from well drug addicts society but I mean still they're they're people and creatures and this is not working out as well as I had originally planned but still fuck that guy um fuck you Dwight gonna burn all your shit dickhead waiting for you bring fucking Thorn to you piece of shit who's Mr. Dwight he's the leader of the New Horizons <laughs> I would correct you, but I think the MO5 would probably not remember the exact name of the place anyway, so that just works. <laughs> and so, uh, with that in mind, um, you three, or I guess you four now, start moving towards um, the place that I always forget to the Clear Minds and Sobering Souls <laughs> um, condos. <laughs> New Horizons! Yep, New Horizons. You're heading off to New Horizons. We renamed it just like Galuka. Yep. And um, and so at that, we are going to switch back to Charlotte and the rest. All right. Can we all roll to see who plays whose characters? <laughs> no, we're going to go back to normal. Yo, what's up, motherfucker James Lamb? <laughs> can we keep Kim as James? That's actually a way better than Brian. I can just talk in my normal voice now. <laughs> Can Kim and I just both play James Lamb? And <laughs> just James Lamb back and forth at each other for the next, I don't know, 40 to 45 minutes. Just call it an episode, you know what I mean? <laughs> know what I mean? Know what I'm saying? Know what I mean? <laughs> Frozone, no zone, blowjobs, and bone tone. <laughs> As usual, Brian is getting lambasted. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, no, oh, you, I got to chuckle out of you first. I got to chuckle out before you did. Oh, so. <laughs> Maybe I was still chuckling from something else and it just hit. <laughs> it's just raining a little bit under my eye. I'm not crying. <laughs> Goddamn right. Okay, so, uh, yeah, Charlotte, you had just, um, you know, sent this message out to everybody, and you had just encountered the not-MO5 and destroyed it. And, um, yeah, you now were going to go to, I believe it was the East Corridor. Yeah, the only one we hadn't checked. So, uh, you guys go down this, um, this corridor, and um, you get to the end, and it's, like, kind of a pale blue light in this area. And go ahead and roll notice check after you get through the, the doorway here. I assume I'll I'm going to spend a her. Benny, and that's still a three. Six. And Brian? 
Oh, me too. What do I do? What? I'm sorry. I was thinking about it. You're rolling a notice. <laughs> okay. You were trying to think of a rhyme with Lambastard, weren't you? <laughs> no. I rolled in an eight. Okay. So, uh, yeah, you and Allison um, noticed that uh, in this area, there's a lot of, um, like, computer systems and everything, and, and also a lot of automated um, sort of droids, but they're not, like, the humanoid-looking ones. They're, they're all, like, sort of um, seemingly purpose-built for specific functions in this area. And um, you see on a lot of these screens certain tel telemetries and um, like uh, maps, star maps and stuff like that. And some of them have uh, sort of animations of um, objects moving in the general vicinity. And you get the impression that this is um, the sort of navigation deck of the ship. Hey, yo, we could take this thing anywhere we want. Maybe we should find Thorn first. Let's, yeah, let's go find Thorn. Alright, as you get into the middle of this area, um, you do notice that there are some of the little flying things, and um, they're kind of clustered over towards um, an exit in the uh, south side of the room. I'll go ahead and uh, shoot one, and uh, hopefully that'll chain reaction enough to blow them all up. Alright, so roll a shooting. Jesus Christ, I'm rolling like shit tonight. I'll Benny that. Uh, four? Alright. So, uh, you hit that one, and, um, it immediately, uh, blows up, um, but it's not, like, a, uh, huge explosion, like, um, like what happened before. And then, all of a sudden, um, alright, um, your parry is what, two? Mine? Hell no, it's yep. way higher than that. Oh, what is your parry? Yeah, my parry is six. Okay. So, um, one of the other little pucks, like, fires a, a shot at you, um, a small little laser, and, um, it almost hits you, but you're able to, like, kind of dodge out of the way, um, fairly quickly, and, um, it just hits a, a random control panel, and you see the sparks, uh, fly out of it. And, um, when it does, the, the ship kind of lurches a little bit, and then you see one of the, um, automated machines quickly go over there and put out the fire, and, um take control and the ship, you know, stops kind of rumbling a bit. And there is, um, as soon as you, this all happens, another two of those votives, like, come floating up from, like, underneath being obscured by some of the control panels. And so, uh, why don't we roll some cards? Or draw some cards. It's kind of difficult to roll cards, isn't it? Unless you're doing cocaine. Well, that's my secret, being a trucker. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything loose in the room? Like chairs um, or... There are not any chairs. Um, there are some um, random just metal components that, um, you know, certain of the, the robots, like, you know, have for, for certain processes and, and things. And uh, you could procure one um, pretty, pretty easily. You would have to use uh, some movement to, to get to the nearest one. Um, but it would be, you know, just a... A few steps away. And Tim, you got a ten of diamonds. A Tim of diamonds. <laughs> uh, that was a good boo, Ryan. <laughs> what? You oh, made that there. joke and you're making fun of my boo? What the fuck? <laughs> no, it was a good boo. boo. Like, I, I'm legit, like, complimenting you. Oh, okay. I feel like maybe you're not, but... Well, I'm not because you're a douchebag, <laughs> but you know. 
No, douchebags get more action than he does. Nah, got him. <laughs> okay, um, James, does a seven hit your parry? Four. Oh, okay, so that hits, and then with a seven, you are um, shaken. And now would be when you could use a Benny if you would like. Yeah, all right. Tim's turn. I'm going to shoot a votive, I guess. All right. Four. Not hit. They're small. And uh, it just, like, impacts on um, a panel behind it. And again, like, a a little helper bot goes over there to try to fix stuff. But this one doesn't um, end up causing any ship lurching or anything like that. Um, I would like to jump in now and then procure a piece of metal of some form and try to take out as many of these things with that piece of metal as possible. Throw it at them. Okay, so uh, the piece of metal you pick up, it's um, it's cylindrical. It's about the size and weight of a soda can, but it's got like sort of um, yellow glowing um, little windows in it. I'm not even going to take time to figure out what that is. I'm just going to do it. All right. That's actually minus two, so that's actually... 11 to hit. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, you um, you throw this thing and it hits right in the middle of one of these votives. And this thing blows up and uh, it's like emits a whole bunch of light. It's going to be uh, radiation damage um, at a 10. Yep. And so um, all of you that are standing all up. All of us? <laughs> yeah, everything in the room that can see this thing. Dope. Yep. Uh... Perry is two. I don't know what radiation damage does. So um, it, w- it would beat your toughness, so you would automatically be um, shaken, and then you would have four past the toughness and then one. So it, it gives you one wound, and you are shaken. And uh, all of the votives have blown up, and um, several of the machines in this room have um, gone out of commission, and like all the lights on all the panels all of a sudden... Um, you know, just cut out, and the ship just like st- shakes, and um, you you feel like kind of a deceleration motion a little bit. The ship is shaken. Yeah, the ship is shaken. <laughs> and so you all can um, either spend bennies to um, you know remove uh, a wound or oh, okay. Yeah, all right. I'll spend two bennies to be not shaken and not wounded. Oh, okay. I'm just spending one to not be shaken. Oh, okay. I'll reduce it all. I'm out of bennies. I gotta make a real, real good joke so that you give me a new Benny. So, Charlotte, your your face really stings, and, and um, you're, like, kind of half-blinded, so any sort of uh, notice checks or research or anything like that, anything to do with vision, is going to be impaired for um, for a little bit of time here. It'll be at a minus two. But uh, those votives are, are done. <laughs> and in like all of a sudden the uh, room is getting um, flooded with a bunch of the things that put out uh, fires like, you know, from the sprinkler systems and stuff. It's not water. It's more like a gas getting sprayed down. But um, and then like a lot of the um, robots are like um, sort of sliding in on pre-made tracks that like hang above the um, instruments and everything. And they're all of a sudden going to fix a bunch of repairs and all that. Well... I didn't expect that to happen. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Shall we continue? Yeah, your path is clear now. All right, I continue then. 
All right, so uh, you guys go through um, through this path, and um, it, it basically leads into to like a, a small sort of area with a bunch of like sort of maintenance things, and then there's a hatch on the floor that is open, and there is a ladder um, heading down. Are you good to go first, Charlotte, or do you want me to? I'll just go down. All right, so uh, Charlotte goes first. Who's going next? I will. All right. James, do you uh, close the hatch or do you leave it open? Uh, if there's gas and stuff in here, I'm going to be shutting it behind us. Okay. So, um, yeah, you, you shut that hatch and um, there there are little lights in this thing, so it's not like completely dark. Um, as you're um, going down in this, um, it goes down a long way. You notice that um, other than like some, you know, scratch marks on, uh, you know, the occasional place on the side and on the, the handle rungs of this ladder. Um, it looks um, kind of dusty, dustier than most places on the ship in here. And um, there's even like some uh, corrosion and spots and stuff that's um, that's pretty rare on, um, on the ship. And as you descend down, it um, gets colder and colder. You reach the bottom and um, the ladder still goes after the room sort of widens out sort of widens out. I noticed that there's like sort of writing on certain, they, they seem like um, sort of plaques or signs like that are on different places in the walls in here, different places in the walls in here. The writing doesn't look familiar to you, even with your um, translator chips and stuff like that. It looks really old down here. And as you get to the bottom, and as you get to the bottom, and as you get to the bottom, you can see, um, you can see uh, scuff marks on the floor, on the floor towards a, a certain area. They, they're just going straight from the ladder down this long, 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 wide open spot. And there's like all these tubes along the sides of the walls that like have kind of uh, frosted glass on them. And the footsteps, um, you can see the occasional footstep goes towards, um, footstep goes towards, um, that footstep, footstep goes towards um, some of these tubes. And then the most then recent, the most like heaviest footfalls, um, it also looks like maybe people with two different size feet have gone just like clear down this chamber, have gone just like clear down this chamber and through um, a door at the end. Following that, following that. Um, as you go through um, this room, make a notice check for me. Two, and I have no more bennies, so. All right. Two. Five. Oh, okay. So, uh, James, you're like, you know, kind of curious in this place as you're walking through. And you notice that some of these um, tubes, the, the glass isn't quite as frosted and you can see inside and you see like um, people in there in like sort of frozen suspended animation. And um, roll a common knowledge check for me. Uh, four. So you know that in like the hypersleep that you guys use and that like you've used ever since you've, you know, been in, in this, um, this galaxy and stuff, it's not a, a cryogenic thing. It, it's more just like a sort of electromagnetic um, thing that gets done to stop cellular processes and stuff like that. Um, but uh, these pods seem to be like a cryogenic form of stasis. And um, of the the ones that you notice that there are people in, um, there are people that like obviously has been after you guys have gotten to the galaxy because they look humanoid and they're in different forms of, like, sort of contemporary dress. Yo, I wouldn't want to travel like this. Travel like what? Like a 
human popsicle. We sleep anyway. I mean, don't you kind of already travel like that with that fucking stick up your ass? Yeah, but I don't gotta strip down to my underwear, you know what I'm saying? Ah, gotcha. These people aren't stripped down to their underwear. They're they're in clothes. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Zip my pants back up. <laughs> James, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> there goes that head cannon, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Can I... I want to look around for a button to open any of them. Okay, so, uh, yeah, you walk up to one of the panels, and, um, you see, um, there's, there's five buttons there, and, um, they're, they all have, like, sort of writing over them that is in a language that you don't understand. Um, most of them look like they haven't been pressed in, like, ages, and then there's, um, two that look like they have been pressed recently. To open these, it'd probably be one of these buttons that just doesn't look like it's been touched in a while, right? Because these guys have been in stasis for a long time. We we literally have a friend kidnapped and you're fucking around with these people? Who cares? We don't know what's going on with the ship. What if it starts to explode or some shit like it would in the movies? Sucks to be them? They, not my problem. I was just thinking that if I was in one of these, I would want them to open it up and let me know that shit's going down. Or maybe they just don't know, and they just die without ever waking up, and that's fine. I'm sure there was lots of waivers and legal bullshit to go with to getting into these things. They gotta have escape pods on here. They might have a chance at living. <sighs> why, why, why are they in these cryo chambers anyway? This is like a cruise ship. Shouldn't they be out doing water slides and shit? Why don't we go and put a gun in Dwight's mouth and ask him? Yeah, that. I press one of the buttons. Okay, um, roll a... I'm gonna say a performance check. I continue walking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll follow. (laughs) Seven. So, yeah, you press the button and, um, you see, like, uh, sort of gas enter the chamber and, um, the you notice that it starts to get less and less cold and um you see like the you know kind of color come to get back in the um the person's face a little bit the chamber opens or nah nope do they look like they're waking up um they look like they're in a position where they probably would wake up if they woke up you know sort of thing like they they're not coming out of consciousness yet but they're you know they look like they're at least alive you can see the chest like you know kind of moving in and out the the glass like kind of near their face starts to kind of fog and then clear fog and then clear i'm gonna give the glass a pat a couple pats and then i walk away and saying i'll let them figure out the rest (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) um you hear as you're walking away like um, this person like opens their eyes and then like they start like beating on the glass <laughs> and you hear like a muffled <laughs> Yo, what the fuck? <laughs> Are you continuing to walk away? <laughs> no, I would turn around. Oh, okay. Is I I have to manually open this glass. I'll press another button. Alright, are you gonna press one of the ones that weren't um pressed before or what the other one that uh that was it doesn't make sense that someone would have recently opened or closed these i'm gonna press a long-term one a long-term one a dusty one okay there's one that's kind of like on top 
and two that are to the right of the other two that were oppressed before. On top. All right, the lights go out in that little chamber, <laughs> and the guy starts freaking out even more. <laughs> to the right. Number one, then number two. All right, and so um, when you press the the one to the right, it starts to um, fill with gas again, and you start to hear the guy like choke and everything in there. <laughs> Does it open on number two? Are you gonna press a different button now? I, the, I, the I end second total, one to the right. I ended up doing all three. Okay, so um, yeah, you press another one, and like you hear like um, a sort of like whirring at the bottom, and the, you feel like a vibration, and then you finally press the one that had been um, pressed before that you um, didn't press the first time, and then the thing opens up, and you like have a bunch of gases that like leak out everywhere, and the guy sort of uh, like crumbles to the ground, and he's like just struggling to breathe, and he's finally getting to breathe the the right stuff. He's like. <laughs> Hey, yo, I thought that when you went in those things, you had to, like, strip down the underwear. What? Who Who are you? Oh, you don't know me. I'm motherfucking James Lamb, a.k.a. Bust the Cap from the Aldrins. What, from the... From the band? Yeah, you know, back in the day. Well, we've kind of been coming uh, back up on the rise, you know, getting more popular again. Yo, how long you been out? Uh, he starts looking around, he's like... And check, like kind of pressing his hands on checking himself. He's like, "Am I dead? You're talking to me, homie." Yeah, I'm talking talking to you. What are you? How am I around James Lamb? Oh shit! No, my name's uh, Deborah. <laughs> what? Don't worry oh, about man, it. I, Listen, um, I'm so confused. Why are you guys down in these cryo chambers? You should be up there partying with everybody else. This is a cruise ship. Oh, the cruise ship. Oh, the last thing I remember was being at a club and having a good time and like I bought some drugs from this dude and then everything got weird and uh, just like I remember everything getting really big and then like then I couldn't really see much of anything. It was like all, all weird. It was like everything coming at me all at once but like I'm going to call out to my partners who are probably at the end of the hall by now and be like, Yo, hold up, homies! <laughs> yeah, they're, like, way ahead of you. Um, I'll go ahead and um, jump to you guys who have now, like, left the room and uh, you're in the, the next chamber. There's a second one of these rooms. It's not nearly as big, but there are a bunch more of those um, cylinders and they're of, like, a different size. They're, like, about three times the size of the cylinders that were in the other room. The glass is all frosted. It's hard to see in there. Any more tracks? Uh, you do see see some tracks, and they've um, gone basically to the end of the room and then over through a door to the right. That's where we're going. And um, you see a faint light. This door is closed, and you can see like light come out from under the door, but it doesn't seem like it's very bright in there. And in this room, like most of the lights are off. It's just like auxiliary lights that are on in here. There's tiny lights that are on the, the, like, lower panel of these cylinders, kind of lighting up the floor, just barely. And then there's, like, some sort of hazard lights around certain obstacles and stuff. Yeah, I'm heading right to the door. Okay. As we go walk past, are any of them, the bigger ones, like, less frosted than the others? All of these are really frosted, and you don't see that, like, it, it doesn't look like any of these panels have been messed with or, or anything either. They all look about the same condition. Uh, I don't 
want to completely split us all apart, I will continue with Charlie. Okay. So you guys um, go to the door. Yeah, there's just a panel to the right that is super familiar to you guys, and uh, you press the panel and the door opens. And inside you see um, most of the lights are off in this place. There's one spotlight that's um, kind of down in a central point, and in that spotlight is a chair and a figure that is wearing cargo shorts, and uh, they have a bag over their head. Turn on all of the lights if I can. All right. Well, before you do that, we're going to go back over to the other people. Wait, other other people? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. We're going to go back to Starlet and uh, MO5, Spaceman, and uh, Jeeves. And so uh, you three have gotten to the outside of the condos. And um, MO5, you're the only one who's, like, been around in here before. So um, I'm guessing that you would be the leader of the party at this point. To choose where to go, I, I guess to the condo. Okay. So you guys uh, head to the condo, and um, you notice that like it is um, very strange here. Um, <laughs> I love the idea that on the way Mo Five was just giving us a tour, just like the guy did when we first arrived. <laughs> oh, nice! That would be awesome. <laughs> and here's the tennis court. <laughs> Yeah, you, you guys get to the condo. Uh, on the way there, you notice that, like, yeah, there, there's, like, no one staying here. And there's, like, um, a few people from town that are, like, kind of going around and, and like, looking through stuff. And, and it seems like they're investigating, uh, curious from the, uh, from the announcement that played on all of the um, ship's uh, view screens earlier. But they definitely don't rem- strike you as people that stay here. This place seems very quiet. Was it quiet like this when you first came through, MO5? No! (laughs) (laughs) So you enter the the house, and um, it is still destroyed from when um, you were going crazy with the brooms earlier. And so there's just, like, you know, broken items everywhere. Uh, Yeah, broken broom handles all over the place. And, um... You know, just like the air is kind of still. Um, it doesn't seem like there's been any um, action that's gone in here in a while. Is this one of those parties that Thorn was famous for? No, we were trying to kill candle votives. No, you weren't. You were trying to kill flat tattoo stickers. <laughs> Them too. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you probably would have been swinging at candle votives at that point too, knowing you guys. <laughs> just an everything must die and this is kind of a fun game kind of thing (laughs) while you're having this conversation the the spaceman is like uh looking around and he starts to walk up the stairs towards um the the rooms of um of the others and uh you see him go inside one of the rooms and he immediately sees some luggage there and he starts going through it i'll follow him up uh assuming that he's on some sort of mission and say uh that's personal property. And um, he brings out the the pictures again, and he points at the pictures, and then he points down at the luggage, and then he kind of get, puts his hand up like um, that kind of, you know, is this them sort of motion. I I think that's their luggage. I recognize some of the douchey stickers on James' suitcase. He hears you say James, 
and then you notice that he like stands up really quick and like he looks down at the the stuff and he notices that it's um mainly men's clothing and so uh <laughs> mainly <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck stop making up canon for me <laughs> yeah it, it smells like shit but uh he wouldn't be able to um tell with his uh you know being in the spacesuit <laughs> I can't tell if you're laughing or crying. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, like, he, he stands up, and um, then he, you know, takes the the, the pictures and, and kind of places them in a, in a holding compartment on his uh, suit, and he starts, um, you know, kind of looking around, and you can tell he's trying to look for clues to where they might be. And then while you guys are in there, all of a sudden you feel like... Um, the whole ship sort of just decelerate just a little bit and then after like a few seconds it goes back to, to normal speed and you feel that acceleration too i have a bad feeling about this perhaps they need a pilot i could assist them i wouldn't even know how to find the cockpit of a place like this um you see the the spaceman sort of um look around and like you can tell that he was somewhat perturbed by the the sudden loss of motion and then it restarting and um he starts going back down the stairs and um then he uh reaches into another compartment and um brings out like a sort of blue piece of paper and um then he unfolds it and it looks like it was um made fairly recently um but like in a in a kind of archaic sort of technology that you guys would be like probably unfamiliar with but um the the kinkies would probably be like somewhat familiar with it <laughs> um but uh, yeah it looks like it was crudely printed out on on like um old style technology and everything and he um kind of takes a look at it and um then sort of goes through the nearest window and looks around then he looks at the the main sort of building of this place and then looks back down at the um at the paper and then you see him fold it up and uh, place it in his pocket and start to head out the door. I'll shrug. Are we following him? I suppose we might as well. He stops and turns back around and you hear the speaker come on and it, you know, spouts this, uh, this gibberish again. And then you hear the words, Charlotte Greenman, James Lamb and Allison Taylor. And then a couple more undecipherable words. And he continues walking and going towards the uh, sort of main building. So you get into the building and uh, he again reaches into the pocket, brings out the paper and starts to look around at the structure of things in here. He opens the first door um, in there and kind of looks in and then turns around and he walks over to the second door on the left and he um, opens it up and it is the uh, laundry room. And he goes in there and you can see like a big dryer system with the hatch open and uh, you can see that there's a ladder in there and uh, he takes a look at it and um, kind of takes a look at his uh, the dimensions of his spacesuit and um, you know kind of tries to eyeball it with his hands like puts his hands on both sides and he sees that he can just barely fit through so then he um, goes feet first in there and starts climbing down the ladder maybe he's looking for James shitty pants <laughs> he already found pants 
<laughs> when you say that, you hear um, some more, you know, just indescribable language, and then he says James, <laughs> and then more stuff, and you have no idea what he's actually saying. I follow him. All right. And uh, you three get down to um, the, the first sort of crossroads, and there's... Um, were you closing the hatches behind you that you didn't go down before? Because I know you closed the hatch to the the place in the um, navigation room. I don't recall ever specifying. I think we were just moving quickly and not closing doors. Okay. So, um, which way would you like to go? There's a corridor that's mainly hot and has like some sort of rumbling noises. Um, there's the the one to the north that's like got kind of a, um, a glow to it at the end of the the tube. And then there's the um, third one that has the kind of fresh air. I would have waited for him personally because he seemed to be leading the way. So, uh, yeah, he again takes out the the blueprints and starts looking at them and trying to match things up to what's on his paper. And then uh, he decides to um, go down the, the long corridor uh, that has the glowing at the end of it. And you guys reach this, um, you know, main power generation room, the, the big thing with the, all the ladders and the, the huge energy thing in the middle, and he takes you from there and um, kind of follows along and then gets you all to the uh, navigation room, which um, right as you guys were, um, you know what, backtrack a little bit, as you guys had just gotten down to the bottom, there was like a big explosion. All of a sudden, like, there was all sorts of vibrations from the ship, and a lot of stuff um, went off, and you hear a lot of, like, sort of klaxons and stuff like that going off. Klaxons going off? Yep. Klaxoffs. Okay. Yep, they do that, too. Um, but, yeah, you hear that from the, from the area of that um, big sort of power generation room, and that would choose, make you also want to go that way. Yeah. And then... Um, as you get to that room, then um, you would notice that there was like a um, you know bunch of these mechanical things going towards the uh, towards the um, navigation room, and I would assume that you would follow them. Okay. So you get in the navigation room and roll a notice check. Oh my gosh, I'm out of bennies. Starlet's not out of bennies. <laughs> Brian's out of bennies. <laughs> Two. Three. Oofa doofa. Alright, so uh, you get in this room and like you just see that there's smoke everywhere and it's just like, you know, filled with a lot of that um, that misty stuff that was sprayed out to control the um, the, the damage and you're constantly getting um, shoved out of the way by these um, mechanical assistants in here and everything and it's really hard to kind of gather what's going on. Once you're in here, uh, the, the spaceman is... Um, sort of going to different places of the equipment and trying to gather what's going on and um, doesn't seem like they're able to really make heads or tails of it with mo most of the equipment being broken. Do any of you do anything? Something really weird is going on here. I don't think I can pilot this. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps we should get Charlotte. She seems to know how to do things with broken equipment. I assume he garbly gooks when she says Charlotte. Oh, uh, absolutely. He stops what he's doing and looks over um, towards you three. <laughs> I shrug at him. <laughs> and then he, like, 
does a face palm, but his <laughs> hand hits the glass of the thing. <laughs> and he kind of moves his shoulders a little bit as he shakes his head. <laughs> so it's a Batman head shake. Yep. He's going to continue to sort of look around the, the area for, for any clues. He goes over towards the um, area where the explosion was and starts um, looking around um, and uh, even opens the opens the door to that like maintenance area and then the, the hatch is closed in there and so he just looks in and then closes the, the door to that area. And now we are going to go back to the main crew. Well, we're split up. <laughs> yep, James. Uh, the your the rest of your party had gone on ahead of you. Um, you can tell where they have gone just in the the room ahead. What do you do? All right. So let me get this straight. Somebody gave you some drugs, and then the next thing you remember, you wake up here. After like a one hell of a bad trip, man. Like holy shit. Oh, it's awful. Yeah, and then and then here I am. I don't I don't even know where I am. You, you say I'm still on the ship? You mean like he's having dreams and shit? I hope they were dreams. Why? What happened? It, it was crazy. Like, it was, there was just, like, all these lights and things, and, and I felt like I couldn't get out, and but yet, like, I could... It felt like I could go places I've never been before, but also, like, I couldn't even feel my own self. You know, all I was was a set of eyes, almost. Well, that doesn't make any sense to me. Hey, uh, out of curiosity... What this cat look like that gave you the drugs? Uh, you know, kind of youngish guy, or hoodie. You know, talk kind of like you. That motherfucker. Yeah, like he—he he was lighting everybody up, man. I gotta go catch up with my crew. You should probably start trying to get your friends out of these uh, snow globes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> friends? Oh, I don't know. I, you guys don't know each other. I don't. I don't even know where here is. Like. Oh, you're on the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you like, you're on the cruise ship just down below, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's still shit, like, roller coasters and stuff going on up above us. Up above. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, you know, if you see any ladders or anything, yeah, just start climbing. Uh, watch out for the little flying drones things. They tend to shoot you or explode or all sorts of weird shit. I don't know what's going on. Whatever, man. <laughs> and uh, he, he takes off and he starts running towards that ladder. Wait, I got it. <laughs> I'm just going to press a bunch of cryo chamber buttons on my way down the hall. Oh, okay. So roll a, um, a D10 for me. Three. A bunch of them, they start to uh, reacclimate, but it seems like the, the process is, is slower on some. Uh, the ones where it's uh, quick, um, the reacclimation happens and then the, um, the panels open up. And um, one of them is... Uh, Another person, kind of in rather contemporary garb and stuff like that. They got like sort of weird ears that the lobes like loop around and connect behind their head. Um, is kind of a weird thing, but um, they they start to Wait. you know, <laughs> yep, their ear lobes connect like behind their head. They could have one big gauge. Yep, they um, they fall to the ground and start like sort of gasping for air. Um, one of them is. Uh, they have four arms, and their um, legs are sort of bisected as well, to where, like, at the knees, they have, like, almost, like, two sets of legs at the bottom, and they're wearing garb that is very, like, um, military-like. The last one, roll a D, another D10 for me. Four. All right. 
so and the, the last one is another one of these um, military like people and uh, they get out and um, they instead of collapsing to the ground to reacclimate um, they um, reacclimate very quickly and uh, they come out and they're speaking a language that you don't understand and um, they also like kind of look around at the situation and see you and they instantly reach for their hip and uh, I'm gonna roll some cards for you three. Who three? Me and the cryo people? Yep, you and the cryo people. <laughs> and then uh, before I actually roll those cards, I'm gonna go over to- Stop uh, saying roll cards. <laughs> Charlotte. I, you know what? That's gonna be a thing now. I'm just gonna keep it as that. Yeah, so uh, Charlotte and uh, Allison, you see the person in the chair in front of you? Um, there's also like some some boxes over to the side um, and it's up to you if you want to investigate those but right now the only thing you can see in this room is that uh, that you know person in the chair with the shorts I'll go and pull the hood off of the figure all right so uh, as you step over to that area you hear from the darkness uh, 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 I wouldn't do that if I were you I pull I turn the lights on Oh yeah, um, roll, you'll have to roll electronics for that. Eight. Okay, you do get it. So, um, as you do, these lights, like, uh, slowly turn on. They're like, uh, um, you know, like an old warehouse when you flip the switch and it's like, tung, tung, tung. All the lights come on and, like, the last lights to come on are kind of midway in the room and you see, um, Mr. Dwight there. And, uh... He's got a, um, what looks to be like an M16 rifle. That looks a little low-tech, don't you think? Yes, but there's certain beauty in things of antiquity, is there not? Um, roll a notice check for me, both of you. Two. Five. Okay. You notice that, um, he's got, like, in, in his right hand, the, the gun, in his left hand, there's, like, a weird sort of device with a antenna on it. And he's got it grasped in his hand real tightly. Look, man, at this point, I don't give a fuck why you did this, who you work for, or anything. Kill Thorn if you want, then. I don't fucking care. I am going to cut every single limb from your body, and then I'm going to fucking feed them to you. <laughs> Do you fucking understand, motherfucker? Like, you can laugh and giggle and talk about plans and nefarious shit and blah, 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 blah. I am going to fuck you. No, I don't think you will. I shoot him. Okay, roll an attack. Uh, popcorn. A f 14. Yeah, that definitely hits. And it raises, right. definitely. That's going to be 15. All right. He um, instantly, you, you hit him right square in the chest. And um, you see him, like, drop down to one knee. <coughs> and he, like, um, coughs up a bunch of blood. <laughs> and then he, like, you hear a laugh kind of uh, come out of him. <laughs> oh, I knew it would come to this. You still think you've won. And he lets go of the thing in his offhand. And, um, like, it hits the ground, and you just hear, a, like, a beeping coming from it. And then all of a sudden, like, from all around, like, uh, jets of this, like, uh, really cold um, gas 
start like filling up the room from everywhere like super quickly. There's like um, it's coming from the floor, it's coming from the sides, it's coming from everywhere, and it's also happening in the room you're in, James. I'll shoot him again. All right, we'll shoot him. Okay. Jesus fucking Christ. Um. You're rolling well when it counts. So that one's not as high as last time. Eleven. Okay. So um. Yeah, that, that's enough to, to knock him out. So, uh, yeah, he just um, puts his hand back and, and doubles over and falls to, to the ground. I'm going to try and grab Thorn and get the fuck out of there. Like, that's that's the plan. Grab Thorn, throw him over my shoulder, and get the fuck on. I'm going to grab the thing that he's holding. Okay, you run up to that thing, and, um, like, first Charlie gets the Thorn first because uh, he's closer. Um, you rip the bag off of his head. And it is not Thorn. It is the guy you met um, yesterday, basically, uh, Twin. The other guy that was the, the friend of the other neighbor that you had run into earlier. Just wearing uh, Thorn's clothes. Allison, you get up to the device and you pick it up and um, roll electronics for me. One. Three minus two. So, um, yeah, you get it and um, quickly upon inspection, uh, like, um, you don't know exactly, like, how this thing works, but there's only one switch on it, and, like, um, it was the, the trigger that was in his hands, and, um, you, you know, press it in and, and out a few times, and it just doesn't, nothing changes about the situation. This gas is starting to, like, already accumulate on the floor, and it's starting to get super cold super quick. Like, you're already starting to, um, feel almost like a tingly sensation on uh, your feet and your knees and everything like that. And um, the same thing is happening out there where you are, James. I'm getting a tingly sensation? Yep. Th- these guys are, are now not going to engage with you now that there's this um, gas taking everywhere. They, they both look at each other and then start looking at all the, the gas going on. And um, they <laughs> they go back into the booth that they were in and shut the door. I'm getting a tingly sensation everywhere. It's up to your knees, and uh, at the end of your turn, it'll be up even higher here to the part where it starts to feel like you've just walked into the ocean. (laughs) Oh, that part. Yep. As I see them climbing into their chambers, I'm going to be, like, fighting to try and squeeze in with one of them. (laughs) Okay. Preferably one that was not shooting at me. Yeah, roll a fighting roll. Oh, both trees. So, um, yeah, like, you, you try to pull him out, and he just, like, um, lifts his foot up and just, like, kind of pushes you, like, kicks you in the gut, puts you out of the area, and then, like, the, the tube closes. At this point, if I can tell that the gas is even up at the ladder, like, I can't climb above it, then I would run to my comrade. Okay, you start running into that room, and you're starting to slow down. And it's getting, like, you know, harder and harder to, to keep moving. Like, you just feel pins and needles everywhere. And your feet are starting to drag. And uh, you take a, a look over your shoulder over to the guy um, on the ladder. And it just look he's stopped. And it just looks like he's frozen there. Like, everything starts to freeze. And you just, like, feel this, like, super stingy sensation all over. And then, like, all of a sudden, you lose consciousness. Now, as um, MO5, Starlet, Spaceman, and Jeeves, uh, the same thing is happening in the um, navigation room where you in. You don't notice it much at first because there was already so much of the other gas that was in there, but now a new gas has started to enter, 
and it's being sprayed from everywhere. And uh, Starlet, um, you're starting to get the same effects as the others. So the uh, the robots aren't affected, you think? Uh, the robots um, are not affected, no. I'm starting to feel strange. Perhaps it's all of this gas that's around us. Yeah, I know why I feel strange. I just don't know what's happening. I feel all tingly. Maybe you can ride on top of MO5. Is everything coming up from the, uh, the floor? I want to quickly, since I'm a little bit more versed in space life, I want to quickly like glance around and look for any sort of like emergency oxygen tanks or drop down from the ceiling type stuff. So um, in this area, you do not notice anything like that since everything is taken care of by, um, by machines in this area. Um, there doesn't seem to be anything that's not conducive to robotic and artificial life. <laughs> MO5, you don't have some sort of emergency respirator thing, do you? No! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that, like, you lose consciousness as well. And, um, like, you breathe out this, this breath and you can see it, like, crystallize in front of you and, like, you know, kind of fall as, like, a little tiny bit of snow in there. And then all of these robots around you just continue to do their work, um, trying to repair the panels and all that kind of stuff. And, um, as we move out through the other places in the vessel, like the people in the, um, in the village and, and, uh, you know, various places in, in the theater watching, um, Chicken Crosses the Road, both the theatrical version and the, uh, you know, um, live action version are all getting frozen in place. Um, you know, Peter Parker is, um, he, he stands like an extra round, um, where he isn't affected because of his parkas, <laughs> but, <laughs> but eventually he's frozen too. And of course, uh, our beloved employee, um, and owner operator of Kinky's, Randy Pound is also frozen in place. And we will continue next time. On a non-cliffhanger related scene. <laughs> yeah. All right, now you guys are going to be playing McDonald's employees on another planet. This time we're going to go back to Chuffed. <laughs> <laughs> what is that lizard up to anyway? <laughs> yeah. Go look! <laughs> you are a lizard. You are running around with your 87,000 progeny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try and do this in one breath. Hello, LCP nerds. I'm here to say once again, thanks for listening. If you want to help us make more LCP content, head over to patreon.com slash LCP and D&D and pledge any amount of money. And also post about us on social media. Buy merch at sonerware.com slash LCP using the promo code to LCP at checkout for 10% off your entire purchase. Rate and review our show on your podcatcher app. Come play games and hang out with us in the Discord server, which can be accessed in the description of this episode or at lcpdnd.com. Our twatters are at lcpdnd for the show. At Chris Riley LCP for the GM Chris. At I to grab your gun for Tim who plays Charlotte. At Metz Girl, that's M-E-T-Z Girl for Kim who plays Allison. You can also listen to her on Beholder's Eye podcast and Service Desk podcast. And at Manly Brian for me, the player of James Lamb, a.k.a. Bust the Cat. That's all for this episode. We'll catch you on the next one. Test, check, check. Okay. So anyway, I have something that y'all are going to groan at. Cool. (laughs) I meant to mention it earlier, but there was an episode I was editing. Oh, it was, uh, I think it was episode, the first rehab or second rehab episode. There were three things 
one was MO5 spells moss, which we established. What I didn't realize is that was intentional. I thought Tim was making a joke, but then I realized, no, you gave him Moss's voice. <laughs> so you gave him Moss's name. It was supposed to be a tongue-in-cheek thing. You were never actually supposed to say Moss. It was supposed to be like an <laughs> Easter egg for people to discover. Well, I, that's how long it took me to discover it. The second thing was, as I was editing, I realized Miss Jackson 000H was the song. Yeah, are you fucking kidding me? I even referenced it. Like I, there was another one that was like that. Christ, Brian. It was like the episode of Revelation where I finally got all the jokes. You know, the funny thing is, I don't even understand the reference, and I knew it was a reference to something. I just didn't know what it was, too. <laughs> hey, Brian, you do know that Falk Smolder was, like, a reference to the X-Files, right? What? <laughs> that was, like, the one that I got of everything we've ever done. I understood that reference. Not gonna lie, Falk Smolder was one of the per- first things of LCP that I was like, oh my god, these guys are hilarious, and that's a fantastic reference. thank you for pulling me in chris sweet (laughs) like if only i like had figured out the voice by the first uh prologue episode like i always cringe thinking back on that that like i you know just had this voice that i thought was different from mine but it was actually my same exact voice Turns out if you wrinkle your nose, it doesn't actually change your voice. (laughs) He was doing, like, hand gestures and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) This will come through so great on this podcast. (laughs) I was picturing myself as the Simpsons Fox Mulder, like, in my head, like, during that whole time. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it now. So, um... Just to clear things up, we're gonna start with you guys being the the B-side characters. And oh. so, like, uh, Tim wasn't aware of that, and I I thought that I mentioned that earlier, like, in yeah, you mentioned it at like some that. point. Yeah. Now I definitely feel like an idiot if Brian knew it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking rare. That'll be the one. Yeah. <laughs> Brian has one piece of fodder to bring up, like, you know, every time from now on. <laughs> He's got one Uno reverse card. I suppose I'll be Starlet unless one of you wants to claim her. Nope, you're a girl. You have to play a girl. I'm a robot. I have to play a robot. <laughs> yeah, I remember Brian already like kind of calling dibs on MO5, but like, and then Tim brought it up, and I was like, well, I guess that definitely makes you Jeeves. But then I thought about it, and it might be funny if like we when we start out we roll for it. <laughs> okay. then... That sounds amazing. Now I definitely want us to roll for it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Brian's been practicing for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew Chris would pull some bullshit like this. <laughs> this is such a Chris thing to do.